Hi, welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. Hi, today we're going to be talking about how to win anyway. No extra time required, even though the medical system is broken. When anyway, with no extra time involved, let me start with a story about a anonymous client who came into coaching with a very common journey. See if you relate to this. She was like, I really have always wanted to go to therapy, but I've never made the appointment because I'm afraid of what it would look like to have a diagnosis on my chart, on my record. Not sure how it would affect my medical license or how people would treat me. She had wanted to go to her department's wellness trainings because she wanted to feel better, but she didn't go because she didn't want anyone to know that she was struggling. She wanted to learn how to feel better, but she had no time for more audiobooks or podcasts or anything else between her service schedule, her daycare pickup, bedtime routine. She knew something was off. She knew she could feel better. What we uncovered in the first part of our coaching relationship is she was waiting for medicine to change. She hadn't articulated this to herself, but we found she was waiting for her boss to retire. She said that yeah, when the, the boss is super old, she retires, things will start to lighten up. The whole culture will start changing. Going to a therapist appointment won't be a big deal anymore. Mental health will be less stigmatized. So she was waiting for medicine to change. And one of the first Breakthrough moments we had in our coaching relationship is when I showed her, actually, the solution is to stop waiting for medicine to change. It ain't changing anytime soon. That's just the point. That is just a fact. Stay with me. I'm going to tell you the second story is I was explaining to an engineer what it's like to get a job in medicine. You had all kinds of reactions to it, but just listen to this. And if you're in physician in medicine, take a beat and imagine hearing this story, which will seem very normal to you. But if you were hearing this from someone in engineering or in business or in law to explain, you pay a lot of money to go to school, to medical school. You work very long shifts. Some of the shifts are protected as a trainee. Some portions are protected. Some portions are not. You'll leave and they'll have in addition to long shifts and making very difficult decisions and having complex patients and the complexities of dealing with poor patient outcomes and the complexity of the medical care system. On top of that, you have compliance trainings all throughout the year and everyone gets paid differently. You have no idea what <laughs> where that all comes from. There's different rules for different folks. And let me, don't even get started on the match day experience, which is where you rank an order. You kind of like everyone puts together a list of where they want to go. Cross your fingers. Hundreds of you gather on this particular time, on this particular day, you open an envelope in front of the news media filming you. Maybe you got your first choice. Maybe it didn't get your, maybe you got your last choice. Maybe you had to scramble. And in this envelope contains where you will live for four years. And not just you, maybe at this time you're going to have little children. And those babies are like, where are we going, mom? And you're like, I don't know. It's in this envelope. All right. Right. And when you interview, the culture of medicine is asking about money is, le it has us looking less than. There's a lot of 
money beliefs in medicine that it's not okay to ask about benefits or money or ask for more and lots of stigma around negotiations. So this engineer was like, that is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. All that happens for us in medicine. If you're used to it, you're like, wait, that's just the norm. We want to put a pause that just because it's we're familiar with it doesn't mean that it's normal or healthy or the right way of doing things. Just because we survived the storm doesn't mean the storm wasn't hard, challenging, brutal, even wrong. Sometimes medicine is not changing anytime soon. If you're like my client at the very beginning of her journey, where she was waiting for the boss to retire, waiting for the job to change, the culture to change, stop waiting. Feel better first. Here's how in three simple steps. Are you ready? Write this down. This is new. I've never taught you this before, but we're going to put this together. So what can you do? If medicine is broken, your job, you're feeling a lot of struggles, how can you start taking care of yourself? I'm going to give you three tips on how to get started today. And I'm going to show you how to do it in a way that won't take any more time because I'm going to put it together in a very savvy way. Ready? Step one, start by starting. Anything you do for yourself will help you feel better. Anything you do for yourself will be deeply meaningful and impactful. Anything you do for yourself will help. Your brain, I want to warn you, your brain is going to want to judge it and say, nope, your job should have done this for you. Your boss should be different. Medicine shouldn't put you through this. And they will try to stop you with those thoughts. And what I want to say is you're right about all of it. Your brain is right. Your job should offer it. Your boss should be more supportive. Medicine shouldn't be this broken down. You're right about all of it. And the solution, if we wait for them, is to wait for a very long time, maybe our whole career. And maybe it never happened. So the solution is really to start by starting because you're worth it, because this is important, because nothing is more important than your mental health. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Start by starting. Beware of this next point. Your brain will want to discount whatever you want to do. It will want to say, this is just not big enough. There's just no way this is going to help at all. It's going to want to discount that it's not, it will always say it's not enough. I want you to consider this. It all counts. It all counts equally. Every step, the small steps, the big steps, all of them are equally important. Every step that moves you forward is moving you to feeling better. Now, I will say, actually, after I've coached a lot of people and doing this work for some time, I'll tell you that I think the small steps count the most. You know why? Because they're pivoting you from inaction into action. That's hard to go from nothing to doing nothing to doing something. That's a lot of, it requires a lot of energy. There's some, there's some law of physics that I learned at one point, the kinetic energy of stopping to starting, like there's a lot of energy that comes and that small step is a very powerful one. Even more so if you're doing 180 degree shifts, that is you're going from one direction and spinning around and going in another direction, that requires small steps. It needs small steps. You can't spin 180 degrees and jump and do a triathlon and go to the groceries, like, no, 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 it's going to be one small step just to shift you from this direction to that. That's an act to move you through all of that requires a lot of, of redirection. You need a small step so you can be able to pivot. 
The small steps allow you to move briskly and pivot. So those small steps, I think, actually count so much more. So when your brain is like, but that small step can't possibly help, I want you to just replace it with, it all counts. The small steps count the most, which brings us to step two. Start with the small steps. Think of the very smallest thing you can do and try that. Your brain's going to fight you and say, this is not worth it. Just believe me. Yes, it is worth it. All steps count. The small steps count the most. So for this, I want you to find out where in your life is a small step you can do. And then I want you to half that. And then I want you to half it again. And then I want you to half it again. Start there. I'll give you an example. I had a client whose goal was, as we started like looking at, okay, where medicine is broken, how you know, win anyway. Her goal was, well, I want to be able to run 30 minutes a day and lose 30 pounds by summer. And I used to run 30 minutes a day all through high school and college. I know I can do it. So we kind of identified this is what she'd like to do for herself. 30 minutes, half that. It's 15 minutes. Remember I said half it again, 7.5 minutes, and then half it one more time, 3.7 minutes. <laughs> I had a good calculator. <laughs> uh, start there. 3.7 minutes, three of the seven days of the week. Start there. Listen, you can do more for sure. If it feels amazing, if you're like in the minute, you hit your 3.7 minutes, you're like, oh, I'm full of more energy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all the way for 10 minutes. I'm going to run until I'm tired. I'm going to run every day of the week. Beautiful. You're the boss. You get to make that choice. But we want to make it really easy for you to get started. We want the steps to be really, really small. When the steps are very, very small, it's more easy. Your brain's like, yes, we can do it. So if you start with 3.7 minutes, three of the seven days of the week, you wind up running 10 minutes every day, you are going to feel like such a superstar. You're going to see so many results in so little time. You're going to feel so much better. It'll be easy to keep going. If you set 30 minutes a day every day of the week and you don't do that, you do five minutes one day of the week, you might not feel like a superstar. So you just want to find a way to make it so easy to get the results you want, just feeling better. How you help yourself make these steps is you make it easy to create the wins. You make it easy to create habits, systems, processes for you to win no matter what. So you pick something out, half it, half it again, and a half it one more time, right? <laughs> right. Okay, here's some other ideas. When we're thinking about how to start with very small steps, I've got a magic trick for you. Ready? So when you're trying to, for a busy human, to add another task to an already very busy day, it could feel like one more thing adds to this list, it's all going to blow. So what I encourage you to do when you try to add a new habit is add it to a task that you're already doing. So it makes it so much easier to remember to get it done. And you often can just add it into a day and it takes zero more minutes. I'm going to show you some examples of this. So think about where are you in your, in your day doing tasks where your brain is just kind of numbed out where you could add a little bit of something into it, a little bit of spice, a little bit of salt, a little bit of mm -mm -mm stuff into your day. So it might be when you're going to the bathroom, when you're brushing your teeth, 
you're at the elevator bank, you're walking between meetings, you're driving to and from work. You want to add in to a task you're already doing, just plop this into it. You might, what I would would offer to plop into is practicing a thought that uplifts you. And this will be different for every single person in the world. So you want to just take a moment and just sit down and think, what is that thought that uplifts me? And what if I can practice that thought every time I wash my hands? When I'm washing my hands, I'm not multitasking. I'm sitting there washing my hands, counting to whatever. What if instead of counting to whatever you're washing your hands, you're practicing this thought? Every time you wash your hands, you're practicing. You could be practicing this thought 50 times a day, depending on how vigorously and often you wash wash your hands, right? How many patients you're seeing in clinic and wash your hands in between. So it adds actually nothing to your day, but it adds actually everything in terms of like how deeply meaningful it will be. So find the thought that uplifts you. It could be, I'll give you some examples. You can borrow one of mine. I practice like I matter. This is hard and it's not because I'm doing anything wrong. This is hard. I'm going to let it be hard. There's nothing wrong with me. This is not my fault. I am the solution here. I'm not the problem. I care. I support myself. I'm actually all that I need. One thought away from breakthrough. I'm doing this. I'm enough. I'm the change I've always been looking for. Those are some starter thoughts. Pick one if you like one of mine or find one of your own, but you can just kind of put that into those those moments of your life where you're already doing something, but your brain is asleep. You can just have your brain focus on your one thought. I matter. I matter. The work I do is important. I'm the solution. Takes zero extra time. You'll start seeing results right away. Even today, as soon as you're willing to practice it, you'll start seeing results. Other things you can do if you have more extended periods of time, like if you're walking across campus, you're driving into work, is you can listen to a favorite your favorite podcast or meditation app to help quiet your brain, help recenter you, how to ground you. All right, so step one is start by starting. Step two is very small steps. Half that, half that again, and then half it again. And step three is to turn inward. So listen, pay attention to what your brain is offering through the day. You might be right about all of it. And you can find solutions for what your brain is offering. So your brain might be offering a lot, like my boss should care more. You're right. It'd be so much nicer if boss cared more. You can write everything down you want your boss to say and do. Write it down and then you do it for you. How, Which is essentially saying, how can I care more for myself? I want to be my own cheerleader. I'm going to start and end the day recounting how I'm proud of me. This takes no extra time. While I'm in bed, just thinking of waking up, I'm going to think about what I did yesterday for myself that I'm really proud of. What I'm going to do today for myself that I'll be really proud of. How can I care more for myself? I'm going to treat myself to a walk. I'm going to watch my favorite show tonight. I'm going to take Sunday off. I'm going to plan a vacation. I Something that I love to do that I've done for decades, I'm not sure. Listen, I, this is not medical advice, but something that I love to do, I have a heating pad on me and it just creates, it's this very small thing that creates so much comfort and literal warmth totally free. It doesn't add to my day and has me feel so held. I actually found on Amazon a heating vest. So you button it up and and you tighten it in all the places. So it is just like, and it's so great if you have back or neck problems as well. So yeah, what is a way that when you turn inward and your brain says, I want to be cared for more by the boss, we want a real place that I want to be cared for more by me and answer that. What would that look like for you? Another common, another common thought that comes in in coaching is I just wish my job were 
better. I wish they valued me more. I wish they treated me better. And so we want to turn that around and make like, okay, how could I treat myself better in this job? What, where do I have the power and control to take, to care for myself more while I'm in this building? You're totally right. You should be cared for more. Where we want to get away with coaching is making it the job's responsibility to do it. Of course, we want them to, and we can negotiate on how to do it. And if they do, it's great. We just don't want to link our value to what our job is doing because it then puts the job in a more powerful position than us. We want to think, where are some small ways I can make this job just to feel a little more comforting, a little more like home? And it might be something small, like bringing in your favorite drink, bringing in a new plant, Having a fridge with all your favorite snacks. Leaving work 15 minutes earlier today. You will get to answer that question for you. How do you make this job a better fit for you? We want to start small. Of course, we'll work up to bigger things. And when you're in my program, you know we regularly coach on putting up boundaries and saying yes to things we want, saying no to things we don't, asking for raises, exploring other jobs if we feel like the time is right negotiating for the schedule that we want, having mental barriers to work so that when we go home, we're not still spinning on work all night long. Of course, all of that is available in a longer-term relationship with coaching. That is just a given is what you're going to create for yourself. But we want to just start with, if we're just starting in this place of taking care of ourselves in a broken medical system, we want to start with immediate wins where we can feel better this moment. Because here's the truth. Medicine is broken and you didn't break it. It's not your responsibility to fix it. Don't wait on medicine to fix itself. It might not happen anytime soon. It's really hard for a broken system to repair itself. Like how often do you see a broken car repair itself? Right? Not often. So what it means is we have to feel better first. We must become our own priority. And how you do that through this podcast, give you some three beautiful tips. Start by starting step one, step two, start small, pick a thing, half it, half it again, and then half it again. Start there. And step three is turn inwards for your own direction of what to do next. And when we do, we feel better immediately. doesn't take weeks or months. Literally, the moment you decide to care for yourself by going to get a little bit of extra ice in your cup, you'll feel better. And imagine if we were all, all of us in the hospital system were doing this more often, we would become the change we are looking for, the change we expect. And the result of that is medicine does change and it doesn't take a lifetime. We step in to create the change we need in a fraction of the time we think it'll take. Our lives improve immediately and we become the example for everyone around us. Our patients have better outcomes. Colleagues start feeling differently at work. The whole system improves. We improve medicine and we pass on an intact, strong system to the next generation of physicians. And they create even more change. And it gets even better and so on and so on and so on. Can you imagine one day talking to an engineer and being like, hey, guess what? Yeah, we work hard. We save lives. We know a lot of things. We're experts in our field. And we're paid a living wage as a trainee. As a trainee, they give us tools and support to have children so we don't have to pause our life. We have our life as we become 
a skilled practitioner. And guess what? We get to pick where we go. We get paid well. Everyone's salary and bonus is transparent and equity, equitably distributed. Where we live is not a gamble or surprise that it happens one day at one specific time in March. We can change jobs anytime. We, we don't have to go necessarily buy a new house, pull our kids out of our school district because there aren't any non-compete clause. But we actually choose to stay because we're treated so well. We really love the people. We really love the work. We're treated so well. We don't want to leave. Mental health, including mental health resources, including coaching, isn't stigmatized. It's celebrated. Every person in the hospital, from the CEO to the parking attendant, has access to master level coaching and mental health resources because every life is just as precious and valued as the next. Can you imagine? I choose to believe this is possible within our lifetime, and I choose to believe it starts with us. Back to the client that told you about at the very beginning. With just one coaching session, she chose to book her therapist appointment, start attending her wellness trainings, taking care of herself. She found created more time. It didn't take more time. Listen, the system is broken is a fact and we can win anyway together through the system that I introduced with you today. It's step one. Start by starting. Step two, take tiny little steps. Half it, half it again, and then half it one more time. Start there. Step three, turn inward for your direction. Do not wait for medicine to change to feel better. Feel better now. Right exactly now. Remember, you're right where you're supposed to be, doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing at the exact right rate. And so is everyone else. Love you all. Bye. Bye.